Hello and welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts. I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and anything in between. In this episode, we're going to talk about some personal productivity hacks to help make ourselves more efficient and productive. Yeah. So, uh, how's things been going for you? Yeah, keeping keeping busy. Um, I think I've sort of recovered from the cold that I had a few weeks ago, so that's that's sort of gone. Um, we're working on um, the thing we're looking at. The big thing at the moment is sort of these YouTube videos, not how-to videos and things like that. I don't know if you've okay. done many. Is it something you've done yourself or? I've done quite a few YouTube videos. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So at the moment, we're working on a, a script for a new YouTube video, so some how-to video. We're just going to try and see how it goes. Um, we're going to get like a, a whiteboard. I don't know if you. If that's what you've done. Okay, you've got like, like that actually. Oh, and the one over like, there. Like, yeah. People can see it. <laughs> but yeah, the whiteboard, and then have like um, sort of bits on there, like bullet points and stuff, and okay. and, and try and add a bit, but have a few bullet points to sort of keep get things in the right order. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, the other thing I've been reading about is something I struggle. I don't know if you struggle with this: having difficult conversations with people. Yeah. Um, especially if it's when you're saying no to people, or you're going to have to say something a little bit. Con- We're very British, aren't we? We don't like to have arguments, and we like to be professional and not say what we. Yeah, delivering can delivering bad news or um, giving feedback can be difficult. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to be candid with people and say mm. what you actually really mean, you know. And sometimes you have to be if you if you're working on products and stuff, you sometimes have to say, I, you know, I disagree with that, and you know, you kind of have to. Well, not be rude, but you kind of have to have to be honest, don't you? you? Have to have that relationship where you're open enough to be able to say to somebody, I think you could do that better, or you know, do differently, you know. So I'm reading a book at the moment called Radical Candor. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Have, book. You, have you read it? Have you? Um, I've not read the full book, but I listened to like a, an executive summary of it on that Blinkist. Oh, do you? Think that I'll yeah. tell you about. I'm only about twenty five percent of the way through it. Um, it's kind of one about being brutally honest, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. But I think it's saying that if you build up relationships with people to the point where you can be honest with them, I think that's the tricky bit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's not just go and be horrible to everybody, you know. Um, but it says this kind of like ruinously empathetic, you know, where you kind of. You know, you empathise with them, but you don't do anything about it. You know, sometimes that cannot be good. You know, uh, it's can be quite draining on you, and also isn't helpful to the person because you're not helping them improve if you don't say, you know, what they've done wrong. You know, sometimes so you've got to be careful. Um, so something I'm working on at the moment is I think it's a flaw that I have that it's something, especially as I get more into sort of managing teams and doing mm. more stuff, it's something I've got to get better at. Um, the other thing I've had is I think mentioning it was. The one new year about one of my goals was to get a new car. So I finally yeah. bought a new car. So it's a really yeah. nice, really nice car. It's a, like Mercedes A class. It's a lovely new car. So I'm very excited about that. Um, the other thing I've, I've been struggling with is that I think I mentioned previously I had a, a Fitbit. And oh yeah. I know you have the Apple Watch that does some, some kind of fitness tracking, but I find it made me quite anxious the Fitbit. You know, because he constantly right. it used to like if you were sort of working away, it'd like buzz you to tell you to go and move or something, and I, I kind of kind of bugged me a little bit. And also, like, I'd be like really like monitoring what my heart rate is or how much I'd slept, and I'd be like quite worried about it, you know. And it doesn't really matter because I'm not a professional athlete or anything, so it doesn't really matter, you know, as long as I'm healthy-ish, you know. It doesn't matter, right, really. Okay. So I kind of just stopped using it one day, I just kind of got fed up with it. But I don't know. So is, it like, is it like the pressure trying to hit the hit the goals? Yeah, yeah, I think stuff? you constantly you get obsessed with it, don't you? Like trying to get your heart rate down or trying to move more or do more exercise. And just yeah, I, naked. I, I don't mind it as much. I mean, I use an Apple Watch and it has this concept of these, um, they call them, is it fitness rings? Mm. So they've got one for like how many calories you're supposed to burn in a day, number of steps, I can't remember what the other ones are, um, number of hours that you stand in the day. Uh, okay. And the idea is you have to close, close the rings each day. Perhaps if not so, yeah. It depends, so, depends but I, but I, I quite like it. I always, always try and make a point of trying to close each of those rings each day. Yeah, okay. Perhaps it depends how it works, doesn't it? But I, I, yeah, I just found it just made me a bit stressed. I mean, the heart rate tracking. The heart rate tracking is an interesting one because um, the other time I went to that conference, Uradev, okay, a few yeah. weeks ago, and normally before I do a talk, you know, everyone gets nervous, but the more you do it, you get quite good at controlling your nerves. Yeah, yeah. But on this particular one, I, w- I went into the room and sort of set up, and the room capacity was probably about three, 350 people. Okay. Yeah. So all of the seats went, and then more people started coming in, and basically there was no standing room left, and there were people sitting in the middle of the aisles as well. Oh my God, yeah, so you felt all that pressure. And I've never, I've, n- I've never had a room where, you know, I've had rooms that are full, and I've had lots and lots of people, but never where they're actually sort of standing as well. Oh God, okay. And for some reason, Normally I'm quite good at controlling my nerves, but I could feel my heart rate suddenly going. And I put my um, 
the heart rate tracker on yeah. just to see what was going on. It was like 178. Oh my god! I was like, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh no, that's bad. How am I going to get through the next hour? Yeah, I take it you're able to keep be professional and keep keep going. Or... Oh yeah, yeah, I kept going, but that's you know. So normally I'm quite good at controlling the nerves. And you know, you're a bit apprehensive or whatever. Yeah. But, but normally I'm quite good at controlling it. But on this one, I just like thought, oh my god, I feel like I'm actually falling to pieces. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I think technology's got to serve you a little bit. And if it if it doesn't, sometimes it's time to not bother. You know. Yeah. So I've kind of skipped it for the time being. I'd, you know, I think it's it was a good experiment though. But um, yeah, I've kind of taken a break from the Fitbit. The thing that annoyed me most on the Apple Watch is just the constant notifications that keep on pinging up on your wrist. So I've, I've turned pretty much all of them off. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that can be quite stress inducing. I think you've got to. I'm saying on the phone, I've turned all the notifications off on the phone. You know, and I feel a lot better for it. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so from my point of view, then so. The course I was doing on stakeholder management that's been out for a few weeks and doing pretty well. Um, before signing up for a new course, I'm doing a little bit of course maintenance on some older courses. Oh, okay, yeah, just yeah. to give some of them a bit of a bit of a lick of paint. And because I've got some of them that are on what are called learning paths, which are like structured learning paths, and I've got some courses in those paths. Yeah. So there's a kind of a push at the minute to make sure that they're all those courses in the paths are conforming to the current design standards. Oh, so you have to go back and I'm going back and those. sort of re-recording some of them, which is fine because some of those courses are fairly old, and I'm obviously better at building courses than I was back then. So yeah, did you look back and say, oh, perhaps would have done that differently now, or you know, did it again from scratch, or was uh, it... some of the editing I did, I think, was probably a little over aggressive yeah, on um, yeah. like on like pauses in between words, but obviously I'm better at doing that now. So and they're quite well performing courses, so you know, it's only going to make them better. Yeah, okay, that's great. So I'm doing that, that's going to sort of take me through December and January, I think. Um, I'm building a new talk, um, which I'm giving, called Building Fantasy Worlds in Code. It's okay, where I'm yeah. talking about how I built that text adventure game library. Yeah, you and, mentioned it, yeah. And that's kind of used as the basis of the story that I'm telling, but it also it goes in, it talks about software design, breaking software or complex problems down to make them manage, more manageable to tackle. Okay, yeah. I talk about um, how to... In, um, incorporate things like accessibility into software design. Okay, yeah. And things like diversity and inclusion. I've got all these different subjects which I'm talking about, but sort of around the focus of this game engine. So it should be quite an entertaining talk. Yeah, yeah, it makes it interesting, doesn't it? So probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to record a screencast of the talk as well and use that as part of the documentation for the engine. Okay, yeah. Um, but apart from that, you know, I'm planning on taking December, not off, but I'm going to not do so much actual work in December and sort of spend a bit of time learning. Doing some oh, personal doing, projects. Doing some, yeah, sort of things. I think you said you'd like to take time out to do things that you enjoy doing or, or work on a project or... Yeah, there's a few software development skills I want to pick up on. And I, I did this last year. I kind of took the month off from doing, you know, billable work, as it were, just to focus yeah. on learning and building something. And we, so we tend to do that again. Because <coughs> in the construction industry, December's usually the quietest time of year. So often when... It's often the time I've worked on new stuff. I mean, um, and it's less now because it's generally work on these stuff all the time but in, in the past I've definitely done that it's, mm. it's been our quiet time so it's, it was our time to do something new and different or, or work on a new it's a good way of just sort of tailing off the end of the year as well before Christmas yeah yeah yeah. I tend to find I always like if I have a break I tend to have a break at Christmas and I always tend to come back in the new year really keyed up ready to go and mm. I don't know if you're like that you know it's fired up and ready no, to no I'm exactly go. the same so when I took full two weeks out for Christmas last year so by the time we got to Early January, I was kind of raring to go. Mm. I like it. I like January. It's one of my favourite months. Yeah, it's time to get get going again, isn't it? Okay, so uh, let's look at some questions. The first one is from Claire. So I have a young baby, and I'm trying to start a side hustle whilst taking a year maternity leave. Um, how did you both cope with being productive while still having a broken sleep pattern of an infant? Yeah, I can relate to that because I've got one year old baby at home. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely had that. You're, you're living year. this now. Yeah, it's, it's been hard actually. The last year has, has been tricky. Um, and you just try and do what you can. I don't think there's, any, there's no easy solution to it, isn't there? You just try and do as much as you can. Um, I think it's hard to be productive when you're, when you're tired. And it's always, it's always more difficult. But I still think you can be, you know. And I think it's, I don't know, because I heard different stories from different people, but I mean, our, our baby's is kind of better now. He's a year old, so mm. it does get easier. I think. Um, I hear other people have horror stories where children just don't sleep. So I think it depends on. Yeah, I mean, both both our kids. I mean, my kids are a bit older now, so they're ten and seven years old. But that first year, I mean, me and my wife found those first years very very difficult, especially with my son, the second one. 
Yeah, it was the one that was a better sleeper than the other. Or... I personally think my daughter was a better sleeper and that my son was harder, but my wife thinks it's the other way around. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. both kind of uh, blinkered out some of the Perhaps you forget the hard, the really bits. hard bits. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping as, as the child gets gets older, it, it does get easier. But I think you just have to try and do what you can. Just take just it really easy. Re- I, I think my biggest bit of advice I give to Claire is don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, no, don't. I think yeah, I think you need to have that time with the baby and, and just try and do as much as you can with the baby and, and just. I mean, you know, just like on the same token, if you want to apply yourself to something else, I think I think that's that's brilliant. But but don't don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a, a lot of people do. You know, obviously take time with children. It might give you opportunities to perhaps work on something different as well. So yeah, try and try and take advantage of that if you can. But obviously, you've got to work within the boundaries of of what you can do in terms of sleep and life and yeah, surviving you're, 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 with children is you want to prioritise sleep over everything really, else really hard I think it's I think it's I, I mean I did my side hustle when I didn't have children and it was it was definitely easier to be honest than with children but I think you, I think you can still do it I think it's just harder isn't it but you just perhaps have to give yourself more time yeah but at the point when both my two were born is when I was trying to do the sound design library stuff that I was doing oh, previously oh yeah 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 and kind of that whole project kind of slowed down drastically on the yeah. on the on the first sort of year of each child. Perhaps didn't didn't, didn't yeah. stop, but it, you had to slow down. It might almost be you know perhaps thinking about if you are doing something, just take your time. A lot of what I was doing involved making a lot of noise as well, so that's part <laughs> of the didn't reason. Help, didn't help with children, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think it's a good idea to try and apply yourself to something and maybe think of a side hustle but yeah don't put too much pressure on yourself mm. just take it take it take it gradual yeah yeah build up slowly it's better to do a little bit of something over a year than than try and do you know lots of stuff up front yeah yeah that might, and, might and then be burn yourself out discipline yeah it's just to take your time okay so next one from Ron so when starting to form your businesses how much time did you invest in your spare time to get things up and running was you working constantly? I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's, I mean, I, I listened to one of the founders just and he was very much the opinion, you know, startups can take over your life. You're going to work every crazy hour. And I think you can do that, but I think that's your choice. You know, I think you can have, be more sane with it. You know, you can still have the balance of family. You don't have to completely ditch all your family and friends and just be a complete hermit to build. Yeah, I, I think we touched on this in the last episode, didn't we? Yeah, I, I think I, that's my personal opinion. You know, other people might have other opinions, you know, and it depends what they're trying to do in their life. But for me personally, I think, I think you just need to perhaps, you know, have um, perhaps some time at the weekend. It's nights and weekends, isn't it, basically? That's yeah. the only time you're going to have. So you're going to have to perhaps think, you know, could I, could I spend like perhaps a couple of nights a week and perhaps a, a day at the weekend or half a day, you know, a couple of half days at the weekend, you know, and perhaps put in, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's hard to say. You know, say exactly this amount of hours it depends what you're building, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I, mean, I think I mentioned before when I was doing the, the first sort of bunch of courses for Pluralsight. I mean, I was working in the evenings, but I wasn't locked away in a room working on it. I mean, when I was writing the scripts and building slides, I mean, I was sitting on the sofa with my laptop, so yeah. I was still present and I, still having you know conversations with my wife. I think you could spare wife. like I know it's hard, but if you could spare, spare like say five hours a week initially, you know, yeah. just just try an idea. I think that would be sufficient to try something do you think or do you need more time than that or depends what you're doing I guess yeah I mean when I did it I mean the only time I spent actually away from anyone locked away in a room is when I was recording but I, I tended to battle the recording up and do it on a Sunday evening yeah I, I think you could do perhaps like six six hours a week I'm not going to say exact hours but you know like in a, a certain batch of time I think you could you could still probably still get something meaningful done it might also give you a bit of discipline as well if you only got a set amount of hours you're going to be really disciplined and just really focus on that time that you had you know? well they, they, they say constraints make you, yeah. uh, make, you more, make you more productive or innovative it might help you and also when you go from side hustle to full time it's going to be a lot easier because you, you, you can if you can do it in 6 hours you can definitely do it in 40 or 50 hours you mm. know or if you're working on full time you know whatever hours you get you know it's, it's going to give you that discipline isn't it absolutely yeah so to round out that question then you know time boxing some time in the week and trying to stick to that I think is a good idea without sacrificing the people that you're living with, yeah, or sacrificing time with the people you're living with, rather. Yeah, I mean, it depends your personal circumstances a little bit. If you're if you're single and you live on your own, it's probably easier to be more brutal with your time, isn't it? But obviously, if you've got mm. family and other commitments, it's harder, isn't it? But just do what you can, you know, and and 
if you if you can be successful in like five hours, that's a good sign, isn't it? That you can be successful in in a full week, you know. Yeah. When when you do want to go from side hustle, if you that's if you do want to go from side hustle to full time, you know. Which is a good point. Not everyone wants to necessarily go full time, do you? Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, come on to our main topic this week, which is to talk about some different personal productivity hacks or techniques. <laughs> so, but I'm probably a bad person. Ask I'm probably not the most productive of, of people at times, but yeah, I'll try and. Try and chip in where I can. Oh, I'm sure you've managed to build quite a successful <laughs> yeah. business. You must be doing something. Yeah, right. obviously, it doesn't always feel like that. Plus, it's just that's my perception rather than reality. But yeah, well, it'll be interesting to get your take on some of these. Okay. So, first one then is identify when you are most productive and then do your work in that time. So, what I mean by this, so I took a long look at you know when am I at my most productive or creative because I do a lot of creative writing. Yeah. And I found that you know very early in the morning, from kind of eight till eleven, is when I'm. That's the time when I can really focus in on yeah, something. Yeah, that's when you're at your best, is it? Yeah. So in that point, I have you know social media off, closed down Slack, no email open, phones on silent, and that's when I do kind of my most productive work. Yeah. And then kind of after lunch, is cut. That's kind of my lull time. Is it? Yeah. So that's that's when I do boring admin stuff. Oh, uh, was yeah, yeah. Mine's a mixture. I mean. Uh, I tend to find I'm most productive after I've eaten. I don't know why. After breakfast or after lunch. I don't know why. Oh, the opposite. I feel sleepy no, now. Must yeah. be, it must be. It must be. The blood sugars must be high and I'm ready to go. But yeah, I think you've got to identify when you're at your most productive or when you're at your most creative, you know. So if you're a morning person, you know, that's the time to do the creative stuff and then the sort of the grunt work you can do in the afternoon or whatever, you know. I never used to be an early morning person. I always used to be very much a night owl, but then after. 16 years of marriage, my wife has trained me into being, being, a morning, <laughs> being an yeah. early person. But yeah, so you know, try and identify when you're most productive and, yeah. then, and use that time effectively. Now, for some people, it might be in the evening. You know, it could be between 7 and 10 o'clock at night. It just kind of depends on the sort of person you are. But yeah, it, I think it's best to leverage that time. It might depend on you. So if, you, if you, there's a particular quiet time, that might be when you're most productive. You know, if there's the children have gone to bed or, or before the children wake up or anybody else. And, you know, it's sometimes they're productive times when you're not, not distracted. It might be to do with the situation, you know, situational, you know. But, yeah, just try and identify those times and really really go for it when you get the mm. opportunity. So another one, this is something that I've started doing recently, then is only checking email once a day, if you can. Yeah, because I yeah, find that I mean my my inbox that, yeah. my inbox is an absolute disaster zone. <laughs> okay. So, if I allow myself to start spending too much time in my inbox, I'll be there forever. Yeah, I mean, because I, because I'm doing a lot of time doing some email support, I, I kind of have to check more often. But I mean, perhaps if it's like once an hour, that's probably better than checking every five minutes. You know, so I think it's a balance, isn't it? I think. Yeah, but I find that emails are very rarely that urgent that you have to deal with them right at that point in time yeah yeah because you think it's urgent someone's going to phone you I think I think if you can I know it's the example in the 4-hour work week the, the book that, that Tim Ferriss mentions sort of tactics he uses to like obviously it's like batching emails so eventually you got, to like, you got it down to like once a week or something crazy mm. like that you know and that's a bit extreme I think that's but, a bit extreme yeah yeah but no there's definitely something in that is if you can be disciplined you know not just email but any task like that you know where it's something you know that you can do you can batch it you're always going to be more productive and yeah. you sort of check in frequently and it I find interrupts what you do I find you know? just after lunch that's when I check my email yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so next one then we talked about this lots before on the show but remove social media from your phone and try not to use it during the day oh yeah yeah Any, anything like that also the things I find like like news websites can be quite distracting as well as you can see especially at the moment because there's lots happening there you tend to get distracted by all these sort of things social media all these things I think they're designed to take your attention aren't they um, yeah I, 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 I try not to watch the news during the day so typically you know my morning routine starts at 6am and then me and my wife will just have a couple of co cups of coffee in bed and that's when we put the news on just to see what's going on okay yeah, yeah. but then typically you know I don't check it during the day uh, but we might sort of stick it on in the evening yeah yeah I think it's it's sort of like not letting it distract you from what you should be doing yeah, I mean, it, it can be very easy to just suddenly get distracted by a website, especially when you read something and then you click onto something else and then and so on and so on. Oh, yeah, be. yeah, it's like link bait, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it can be a massive time sink. So I think you'll be careful, aren't you? The unit is sucked into a rabbit hole of doing things that aren't productive. But uh, the internet is one big giant trap designed to... Uh, <laughs> to take your attention. To take your attention. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Don't they call it the attention economy now? 
That's actually a proper term yeah, for it. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think obviously with, with Facebook, um, it was like brain hacked, you say, it's almost become like addictive, isn't it? It's a need for social validation and, and all this kind of stuff. So I used to be massively addicted to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something, and obviously it's, it's time you don't get back, isn't it? If you're losing loads of time, stuff that isn't really, um, it's kind of quite shallow interactions, aren't they? they no, they're not, they're not always yeah. that useful, are they? And it came to a head for me last year. I think it's actually about this time last year, or sort of early December. And you know, I had like seven hundred you know, friends in quotes oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on there, and in the end, I mean, I was just going to delete my Facebook account, but my wife wanted me to keep it um, just because we had like all the photo albums and all that on there. Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I just removed everyone that either you know wasn't family or a friend that I see in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. So I took it down. Actually, really know, you know. Took it down to about fifty people, but now I found that most of those people that are on there don't really use Facebook very much. So hard, hardly anyone posts, which means I stop checking. Ah, uh, perhaps yeah. Perhaps, so I might yeah. check it up, you know, once a week. I'll quickly dip in there and see if. Yeah, my very, doing I, I do have a Facebook. I only have about nine friends or something like that, and I don't really go on it to be honest. The only time I ever go on it is, is that because sometimes you get like cafes and stuff, and they don't have their own website page. Yeah. Oh, so you have a Facebook thing. Yeah, yeah, and you're not having to go on Facebook just to see when they're open or something like that. You know, things like that sometimes. You know. But my my, my ten year old daughter is now because she's an expert on everything to do with the internet. Oh God. Has, uh, now informs me that Facebook is for old people. <laughs> old. Like, oh, right, okay. What do they have now? Then what? That's the new social. Oh, uh, Snapchat and TikTok is where TikTok it's at. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not with it. It's not <laughs> Which I'm it. going nowhere near. No, I'm just not even bothering with it, so I don't have to. It's not going to distract me because I'm just not going to use it. Um, I, I use Twitter because that's kind of how I reach a lot of my audience. Yeah. So I kind of have a business. Actually, there's, that, there's, any, there's only a few times I use Twitter. Is if there's something like really interesting happening in the world, it's always interesting to read the tweets. Sometimes, so is that thing? Did you see the Prince Andrew interview? Did you watch it or did you hear about it? I didn't watch the whole interview, but I saw the news headlines. Oh, that was absolutely car crash. That yeah, it was kind of quite cringeworthy listening to it. And I thought, oh, there's, you know, there's there's perhaps things. This is to do with him being friends with that. Yeah, it's things Epstein he should have been remorseful person, for. That yeah. things. I don't know. It's hard to know. I don't want to comment too much on it. But it's just interesting when you go on social. When you go on Twitter, and you see all the hashtags and the funny comments that people put. Yeah. But I, I, I don't comment on stuff like that on yeah. social media. It's just too much of a spring-loaded trap. No, I, I don't comment on anything contentious. You know, I don't want to alienate any of my potential customers. So I don't. I don't really use social media. But it's just interesting to see these things every now and again. It's not something I do on a regular basis, though. Okay, so the next productivity hack is an obvious one, but staying hydrated. Yeah, is it, water is it, fuels the brain. I know my, my little boy goes to school now. He, he has his own water bottle he takes with him. Mm, yeah, my kids is, both is do. This, is this a thing? Is it yeah. there for keeping? And I, tr I try and drink loads, but I'm not always great to be honest. I just end up having a coffee during the day and then leave it at that. Which is I always try and great. start start the morning with a glass of water. Apparently that's supposed to be really good for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then in the office, I've got the water cooler, which you know we you know, we got interrupted a little while ago. Yeah, the delivery man delivering, delivering some, which uh, I'm going to seamlessly edit out of the episode, <laughs> so no yeah. one will know. <laughs> she probably should have made it part of the feature. Come on, just interview the in, interview. Yeah. Just, just, just do you enjoy one. your job? <laughs> do you want to do a side hustle? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's the best thing I got for the office was that water cooler thing. Absolutely yeah, and I'm it. drinking some water now. It's it is good actually. I think yeah, I think you do. I think sometimes you forget, don't you, to do all these obvious things like eating and drinking well and etc. etc. Well, I find yeah. if I'm feeling tired or fatigued, you know, whereas before I just go for a coffee, I actually find water, just down a pint of water, actually kind of helps wake you up a bit. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. Perhaps yeah. Perhaps people don't drink enough. Do they? I don't think I do, to be honest. So it's something I perhaps should work out. But yeah, I'm gonna drink more water now. I mean, I've got a water bottle here and I try and drink at least two of these while I'm in the office. Yeah, yeah. So you know that you sort of, sort of like a process that you have to know to do it, yeah. Mm. But plus, I mean, during the summer when we had that you know, quite intense heat for the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, intense-ish. Now, this office has absolutely no air conditioning whatsoever. So yeah. ha having some nice ice cold water was... Yeah, it's, it's very it's, nice. Be, I can't imagine it ever gets that warm in here because it's got really thick stone walls, hasn't it? I don't know if it. It gets quite warm in the summer. Does it? Oh, yeah, okay. especially in the afternoon because you've got the sun blaring towards the windows. Oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, you know, first world problems. <laughs> uh, but then, linked to that, obviously, is eating well, so nutritional food. Yeah, I find this, yeah. Certain, certain foods can make you feel a bit tired, you know. I think if you overeat or eat too much carbs or certain foods, you know, it can make you feel 
really, really can make you feel more tired. I think lunch is the worst one. Because every now and again, sometimes I'll just, I'll just skip lunch. Really? Just, won't, just won't bother. And I actually find I've got more energy in the afternoon if I skip lunch than if I just go and get like a baguette or something. Really? Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, cause you, you know, your body's trying to digest what you've had during the lunch. I just find food, that makes yeah. me a bit tired. All the energy to get into digesting food. Yeah, yeah, it can. That's why it's a bit of a running joke in the speaking circles. Right? There's, there's, there's kind of two two slots which everyone dreads getting. One of them is the one that's directly after lunch because everyone's just tired. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, 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 you've got it. people falling asleep and the other slot everyone absolutely hates is getting the last session on the last day. Everyone just... Because everyone has just had enough by that point. Yeah, they're just the, they're the, the sort of graveyard slots. They're the graveyard slots, yeah. yeah. Everyone has to do them mm. at one point or another. But that that sort of post-lunchtime slot where everyone's just like sitting back you're in, a, you're in a dark room with someone talking at you. Yeah. And all you want to do is fall asleep. Yeah, I suppose it's probably all, just all your energy is getting to digesting your food, isn't yeah. it? Rather than actually anything else. Um, I don't know if I said, if I, it depends what I eat. Certain foods really make me. If I have some really stodgy, generally carbs, I think. If I have like low carb food, it doesn't make me feel mm. as tired. I don't know why. It must be the way your body works, the way it digests food or something. But Well, nuts are supposed to be very good for concentration, provided you're not allergic to them. As I said, I do actually eat quite a lot of nuts, actually. I do, I do, um, I like Brazil nuts and like almonds and all that kind of mm. stuff, you know, walnuts and all that. So, yeah, big into the nuts. Be quite good now, it's near Christmas. Yeah, yeah, there's loads there. in the supermarkets at the moment, yeah, it's great. Okay, and then sort of links to the kind of the health benefits of productivity, and then we've got regular exercise breaks. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I guess you probably don't want to talk too much about now you've got rid of your uh, no, bit. No, I still, I still do exercise. <laughs> I'm not going to stop exercise, but um, it's more like the worry about, you know, I'm going to get the perfect heart rate, the perfect sleep, and the, whatever it is, you know, whatever metrics, you, you kind of get a bit carried away with it a bit. But no, I, st- I still want to do exercise. I still like to, I'm, I've got the exercise bike, actually. I'm using that quite a bit. Especially oh, maybe you're saying, yeah. Um, I've I got a mountain bike as well, um, so I do a bit of that, but the weather's just been that horrible recently. It's just rained so much, it's kind of put me off a little bit, so I've been using an exercise bike more. Well, a few weeks ago, it was like a monsoon, wasn't it? It's yeah. Constantly yeah, raining. It's, that's the problem with it. It kind of puts you off going outside and doing exercise. I don't know if you, cause you're outside walking, don't you? Like, I do a lot of walking, but I haven't done it. for a few weeks. Because the weather's just been that. We've both just been horrible. Yeah, it's just been so, it kind of does, yeah, it's been a bit of a killer really. But no, I still try and do a bit. Um, so like most days, actually most days I, I um, try and have a go on an exercise bike or go out on the real bike, you know. But some days I don't, you know, but most days I try and at least do mm. something, you know. Um, but it, it is hard, isn't it, that exercise? It's hard just to keep keeping the, you know. I mean, typically I find, because I walk, you know, from home to train station then obviously from Comfort train station to the office I try and do that quite briskly yeah so just by just by getting to work without driving actually perhaps you just quite yeah just getting your heart going on you that little bit by just sort of if you get a good pace you know you get mm. your heart yeah I think I think it all helps I think I think there's been lots of studies isn't there about like fitness and how you know doing exercise how that helps with so many different things you know um, with concentration sort of your mental health all these sort of things yeah there's a definite Sort of Plus, I still use a standing desk for actual standing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does that help? Does it? Or um, I think it helps keep you alert a bit. So generally, when I first start in the morning, I put the desk into stand-up mode. Really? And I'll oh, keep okay. it like that for about half an hour. Then I'll sit down. Yeah. And then after lunch, where you know typically you can be a bit lethargic, I'll put it back into stand-up mode again, so it forces you to stand. Okay. Yeah. So I typically do that a few times a week because I read somewhere that they reckon that after about thirty days, most people just stop using a standing desk and just keep it in the low position all the time. <laughs> just the, I'm like, sitting desk. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to be one of them statistics. <laughs> you're going to be yeah. You're going to be rude when you keep keep going with a standing desk. I find it's good because it just keeps you keeps you moving. A bit. Yeah, I think there's all these little which, which hacks, keeps you awake. All these little hacks you can do, but I I try and I do have a like a routine. I I try and do I do. A, I've got a few weights as well. I do a little bit of resistance training as well. That's quite right. quite useful as well. Um, but yeah, try and do some exercise. I think it does help. I think it definitely does help. Uh, but it's hard. I think you've got to kind of get into. You've got to be. It's not. It's it's awkward, isn't it? It's like it's not the things you say you're going to do that make you really fit. It's the things you actually do that make mm. you fit, isn't it? Sometimes you've got to get out and actually do it. You know, that's the hard bit, isn't it? Well, it's when the weather's like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> horrible, yeah. I'm going to have to get on my bike tonight, I think. I don't know, it's probably, I'll probably get rained on. I'm just going to have to be brave, I think. Oh, I hope it doesn't rain. We can't have any more yeah. flooding. I know, <clears> any <throat> more. 
Okay, so the next one, again, this one probably feels fairly obvious, but it's amazing how much people don't do this, and that's get plenty of sleep. Yeah, it's, I think it's, this is a hard one, really, because um, I mean, I've, I've struggled with my sleep on and off. I'm not, not too bad at the moment. I think I'm quite quite good at the moment, but um, I think if you worry too much about sleep, or if you, you know, I think if you've got a lot of stress in your life, it, it becomes harder. Sometimes you kind of struggle to sleep. I don't know if you've ever had this, or is it something you've always been good uh, with? Or? If I'm stressed or worried about it, so yeah, absolutely. Or sometimes you're excited about things, you know, if you've got, like, I don't know if you're like this before an event, are you just, just struggle or? Um, not so much, I mean, when I started oh. doing the speaking stuff, I was. Um, not so much with that now. Um, if I do any work late at night, so any coding or writing or scripting or anything like that, if I do that kind of within an hour before I go to bed, then I find that my brain can't switch off. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, just, I just don't do that anymore. So you try and have a, a like a wind down or a routine for sort of? I try and keep to regular working hours, to be honest. So if I'm coming to the office, you know, I might be in, say, between you know half eight in the morning and five. Oh, you're not working late at night then? Or? Not all the time. I'm, you know, I do sometimes if I've got a lot on, but I, I try to limit what I do at home. Yeah, yeah, to have a, a good routine around sort of sleeping. I think some people some people will not go to bed till really, really late. Sometimes that can be damaging, so you try and get to bed at the same... Do you have a set time, do you? Or do you yeah, normally about half ten. Yeah, I'm probably quite similar to those. What what sort of time do you normally get up then? Again? Six. Six, yeah. I mean, Every day. I mean, do you have children then? Do you get up at six? Or? Yeah, so, I mean, typically I don't have to take the children down to the childcare until about half seven, so they can sleep in a bit. But my wife always wakes up really does she, early. Oh, she does, yeah. So, yeah, it's probably not. But then after after years actually. of being trained by my wife to wake up at six, I just now annoyingly wake yeah, up at six. Yeah, perhaps you do. I mean, I've got a, a one year old. Baby usually gets up about that time, you know, about six or so. I'm kind of got used to. You still have to do nighttime feeds and things like that. No, or that stops no, he's not. He's sort of like he sort of sleeps through generally. Sometimes he'll murmur, you know, if he's not very well or something. You know, he's mm. like TV at the moment, so I think he's kind of a bit ratty at the moment. Oh, so the, 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 the baby monitor things. I never don't have that anymore. Don't you? Okay. No, no, we kind of ditched that a few months ago, a while back, you know. Um, but you know, you can still hear him though. You know, if he's if he's restless and he's not happy, you know, you're you're there. But occasionally you do have a few odd bad nights, but it's not bad actually. To be honest, it's it's pretty good actually. This this baby is. Um, but sometimes it's hard though, isn't it? It's hard to because if if you can't sleep, you can't sleep. Sometimes it's it's hard. Sometimes don't be too hard on yourself. You know, if you think overthink it, sometimes that makes it worse. Mm. I think you've got to kind of be relaxed and and just and also if you are really say if you're really stressed and it's affecting your sleep you've got to think more, probably more about how you address the sleep so address the stress than the sleep yeah. and then the, the sleep will follow once you're less stressed you know so you've got the sort of two going hand in hand a little bit but it, it is a tricky one yeah definitely try and have a good routine before bed and and just chill out a bit yeah i try and read before, before bed now as well because i started you know i went from you know reading lots of paper books to going just to kindles and tablets uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And i've actually started going the other way a bit again now so Back to back to the back the, to back the to the dead tree format. Dead tree, yeah. Mainly for novels and stuff. Technical books are still use a tablet for that. Yeah, okay. I tend to use the the Kindle, but just because I don't like the the mess of books, you know, the amount of room yeah. to take up, etc. You know. And so, something I've been doing recently, which I find quite helpful, is physically writing my daily to do list. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you know, I've tried pretty much every single productivity tool that's out there on the computer. I can imagine, yeah. And I found, for me, the, my favourite one is I, I use an iPad with a pencil and I use an app called GoodNotes. I think I've mentioned it before. I think I've recommended it before. Yeah. But every morning I physically write what my to-do list is for that day. You find that that's more helpful than... I, I find that quite tool. therapeutic. And then when you finish something off, you know, I, I select a bigger brush and then I sort of colour out, colour in a little box next to it. Yeah, I, I tend to nowadays, I, t I just use my calendar and then just use that, put my tasks, you know, what I'm going to do that day, or what I'm planning to do that day in the calendar and that's... I try doing that, I'm, I'm not disciplined enough to keep filling it out. Uh, and, and then and then I keep ignoring the uh, calendar notifications that I pop up. I try and be realistic with it, but yeah, that's what yeah. I try and do, is, is, is more like that or... But I used to use, yeah, back in the day, I used to just use, have a, a literally a piece of paper and a pen and literally just have... That's what I'm finding quite useful this. is just... The act of writing down your to-do list and then physically, you know, crossing them off or ticking them off. Yeah, yeah. It must be but by using it on an iPad, it means if there's things that I don't quite get finished during the day, I can just lasso them and copy them onto the next page for the next day. Yeah, which yeah. Is quite good. Um, but then, you know, what I do is I use, you know, an app like Trello where I keep um, track of like higher-level goals. So not daily to-do items, but kind of higher-level oh, tasks like, and milestones. Yeah, yeah. So bigger bigger projects or whatever or 
yeah so instead of doing that daily to do's in my you know so you know I've got this book I've got these chapters I need to send stuff off to an editor at this point I need to order book covers at this point yeah yeah I think I tend to be like at the moment I'm relying on my calendar for everything but yeah perhaps I'll have to have a you know an over overarching sort of tool do you spend some time at the start of the week where you'll just go through the calendar for the week and yeah, yeah sort your much, tasks yeah yeah or I'll have it like a few weeks in advance you know yeah because I, I normally sort of plan my week out on a Sunday evening I'll do, oh, okay, what are you going to do that week, yeah. Yeah, so I'll create like, you know, five pages in that Good Notes app and then I'll work out roughly what I want to do during the week and then I'll just kind of bend and mould it as the week week goes on. Yeah. Um, another productivity tool, something I do quite a lot, is uh, writing quarterly goals. So I mean, it's very easy to write goals, for like a, you know, like a yearly goal, you know, this year I want to do this, but I find if you start having quarterly targets that you're trying to hit, Oh, is that that's better than having just annual goals? Yeah, I think it makes it a bit more realistic. So I might say, you know, I need to get five chapters out to my editor in this quarter. I need to release, you know, one plural site course and two Skillshare courses. Yeah, perhaps that's more realistic because a year is probably too long, isn't it, to sort of think in advance of what you know, things are going to evolve, aren't they, throughout the year? And it's probably too long a time, isn't it? You know, so perhaps perhaps a quarter. I mean, I sometimes do monthly goals, you know. Um, but yeah, and yearly goals, but I don't really do quarterly. Perhaps that might be the way to go, actually, is to have, have quarterly goals. I think we're going to have to work out, with the, with the software business, we're going to have to work out a better process of how we work. I'm, I'm gradually reading, I'm, I'll keep meaning to read this um, Basecamp, the software company, they have like yeah. a, a book on how they kind of call their sort of process of how they build products, you know. And I know it's different because they're a bigger team than us, but I want to sort of have our own process of how we okay. build new features and stuff. So something I've got to work out actually. It's still still a sort of work in progress, you know. Um, but yeah, I need to need to be better with that. And um, so another technique I use um, for kind of maximising the amount of work I do is creating sort of blocks of work, kind of like using the Pomodoro technique. Yeah, I've heard. I've never done it. I've heard of it. This way, you it works surprisingly well. So you. You can have like either like a physical timer or a stopwatch, or you can get apps on the computer to do it. And basically, what you do is you work flat out for twenty minutes, yeah. like literally no distractions. You know, everything is closed on the computer except for what you're working on at that point. You work flat out for twenty minutes, and you have a break for five minutes when you might just go for a walk or just do something else. And then you'll come back, and then you'll just do another twenty-minute session, and you kind of plan kind of the hour or the morning in twenty-minute blocks. Yeah. And I've, I've done this quite a few times when I've got quite a lot of work to do in a short space of time when I really need to focus. So you have, yeah. I mean, it's hard because sometimes I do answer the, because we do, we do phone support with our products, so that kind of breaks up <laughs> my flow a lot. That's one of yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard because you have sort of customers buying the product who will want yeah, support. Yeah, occasionally I do speak to, speak to them on the phone and it just kind of breaks, it just kind of ruin any kind of flow that you might be in. It's a bit of a pain, actually, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, with what I do, I very rarely talk to anyone on, on the phone. Yeah, so perhaps that's probably easier. You probably have those distractions, do you, in the way that I might have? Very rarely. I mean, the good thing about working at this office is I'm hardly ever distracted, except obviously when the water guy comes. The water guy comes in, yeah. <laughs> at a point when we're halfway through recording. Yeah. It's always the way. Um, but, you know, when I'm doing Pomodoro things like that, I find sort of cocooning yourself with music kind of really helps. Or background ambient sounds via headphones just so you can yeah. completely kind of isolate and all the I've environment I've where you listen to a song on, on repeat the same song on loop you ever tried that technique I've done that occasionally I haven't done that but I find people that have done that you know where they're just building like something and they just put the same, same song because on because it gets like your brain trains your brain in sort of yeah everyone has different ways of doing it I mean I prefer music that doesn't have lyrics or vocals okay yeah, when, I'm, yeah. when I'm concentrating so I tend to listen to a lot of film soundtracks because I find that very easy to work through. Whereas my mate Steve, and he listens to a lot of like happy hardcore house music, really, really loud. When I've listened to some of the stuff he listens to, I'm like, how on earth can you concentrate yeah, with this on? Perhaps he can. He's but for him, great. it works. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If I'm doing like CAD work, I, I, I used to obviously work as a structural engineer, and I still do it a little bit now. And when I'm doing like, if I'm doing like drawing things on CAD, I find it easier to listen to music or podcasts and stuff. I pretty much mm. listen to anything and just 
But it's kind of like work that doesn't require much concentration, just like doing something, you know. Yeah. Depends what kind of work it is, I think, as well, a little bit. I don't know, if I'm trying to concentrate, I, I can't listen to podcasts while I'm working. No, I, you know, I, I can't. That just doesn't work. I mean, I some people do, but it, that doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't for me. It depends what it is. Depends what kind of, if it's like a, a low cognitive power task that you're just grinding yeah. something out, sometimes you can do it, but um, it depends, you know. But something I'm a real big fan of, if I'm trying to concentrate, is um, those background noise apps like Noisily. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you can have like you know the sound of like wind and rivers and yeah, I've heard about people do, summer meadows do and stuff. That. Does, that, does that work? Does it? Or? it the, I, I think they're really really effective. And it, you can also have things like um, coffee shop ambience as well. Oh yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's some scientific um, research done around this, where that a certain level of kind of white noise or background noise oh, below a certain yeah. below a certain volume is actually conducive to concentration. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that before. Yeah, which. It's good, I mean, but the thing is, this is gonna sound really bizarre, I've actually gone to sit in a coffee shop like Costa, put my headphones on, and then had coffee shop ambience playing in my headphones. <laughs> Rather than the real coffee shop <laughs> That sounds really silly, but when, yeah. you, when you're somewhere like Costa, they've got music playing. Oh, and we're now yeah. at the point of the year where it's just constant Christmas songs. Oh, which no, is which yeah, is really yeah, distracting. It's really annoying, actually. Yeah. They, they stop playing, don't they? Like like early November, it's quite annoying, actually. Yeah, but I, I love the irony of putting my headphones on in a coffee shop to listen to coffee shop ambience in, in the coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> does make me smile of, whenever I do that. That's kind of crazy, but yeah, if it works, yeah, whatever works for you, really. And but also on a train as well. You know, if I'm on a, in a train or a flight, I'll just stick noise cancelling headphones on, really put just, put yeah. some like ambient background ambient noise on it, and I find that just really helps yeah. me kind of zone out. I think you're quite right about the sometimes. It's almost like if you don't want to be disturbed. I think if I'm in a co-working space, you've got headphones on. That's generally code for leave me alone, isn't it? Yeah, or, oh, absolutely. Know, which is, which is sometimes it's good you, times you want to talk, and there's times when you just want to uh, kick in. So it's kind of code, isn't it? Sometimes. I mean, one of the best examples of getting in the zone this way is I earlier in this year, when was it May? I had to fly to Minnesota or Minneapolis, and it's about a six-hour flight from Reykjavik in Iceland. So I had to fly to Iceland first, and then go from Iceland. To Minnesota, and I put my headphones on on the flight after we'd taken off. Put some background ambient sounds on. And I was doing some coding, and honest to God, it felt like we took off and then landed straight away. Because really I, I just got I just got into this zone. I mean, I, I you know I didn't talk to the, um, the the person selling drinks or anything like that. I just uh, pff, completely zoned out, and it honestly felt like took off, landed. Really, because I really got into the zone. Yeah. So that that kind of works really well for me. Uh, next one we've got here then is um, batching similar tasks together. And you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Yeah, there's a tactic, isn't it, that you can use to to crack through things, isn't it, to you know save it for block it all in one time, you know. Um, I did other things like doing the accounts as well. Like I was, if I'm if I need to do the accounts and sort of reconcile expenses in zero and take photographs of receipts, I tend to do that all in <coughs> one go. Yeah, I think it's more efficient to batch things, you know. Uh, it's not something I'm great at, but yeah, I can I can see the the point of it. I tend to do that on a Friday afternoon as well, because it's kind of the tail end of the week where I'm kind of slowing it, yeah. down, so I'll just do some kind of menial admin tasks. It's a batch, batch that, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to just, just sometimes it's, it's good to batch tasks you don't like, isn't it, and just get them out of the way, isn't it? Um, so one technique that I've done before, um, not so much in my side hustle, but when I was working full time, is that I'd actually do quite a lot of journaling at work. Okay. Where I actually, it's not so much writing to-do lists, um, but I'd actually write down everything I've done each day, which I found um, really good to look back on at the end of the week. Because sometimes you, you try and think to yourself, you know, have I had a good week or not? And then you, you kind of look back through a journal of the things that you've done. Yeah, it does, yeah. It does and, it, and it kind of helps you feel a bit better about what you've done during the week. Really, otherwise you just don't recognise it. Um, I'm sort of doing that more now, not not in a journal, but in my calendar. I tend to put down everything that I've done that week or been working on, you know. Um, but do you find that helps then, or? Yeah, like I say, I've, I've not actually done this so much in my business. Maybe I should. Um, but I remember when I was working for some various different software companies, certainly in the games industry, I'd actually start writing down everything I've done during the day and thoughts that I've had or conversations I had with people. I actually found that quite useful to go back and sort of routinely just flick back through you yeah, know, the previous week or the previous where month. Where you're at or what you've done or you know, what, what, you, what you were thinking about. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty effective technique. Um, but the last one I've got here, and you know, I, I do love this, is invest in a whiteboard. 
it's funny you should say that because we're going to be doing uh, we're, we're sort of like planning on doing some YouTube videos and we wanted to have a whiteboard to put like notes on like bullet points and stuff or okay like, so, like, so you'll be standing there writing yeah, stuff. yeah. we're going to have like calculations from our like the old formula there and the old bullet point of little things that are important so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna buy a whiteboard actually. So okay. I might ask you about this. What would you recommend in terms of whiteboards? And I mean, the ones I've got weren't particularly expensive. I can send you the Amazon link. Yeah, yeah, I might, um, might have to have. But a I've got yeah. two in the office, and I use them all the time. Because if you're just trying to think through something, it's just sometimes good just to grab a pen and just scribble, scribble on a whiteboard. On a whiteboard, yeah, you find that useful then. Oh, really, really useful. I know it's I know it's two here, and it's got notes on them, hasn't it? Yeah. I will say though, if you're trying to film a whiteboard, getting the lighting right so you don't get reflection is always a challenge. Is it? Oh, okay, I bear that in mind yeah, with the YouTube videos. Yeah. So, so you need to, need to think about where you're filming it and kind of where the windows where the lights are. are. Yeah, yeah. So you get too, well, you otherwise you get too much reflection, do you? Or too much yeah, you, like if you've got like a um, big overhead, like you know, standard light fittings, it's yeah. near the light, the, near the whiteboard. Depending on the angle you've got the camera to the whiteboard, sometimes you'll get like a, a halo of light coming off the whiteboard. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that's that's taking a bit of experiment. We'll have to see. We'll probably have to tinker a few different places and see how it works. But quite often, I'll you know scribble a load of notes on a whiteboard and then just take a photograph of it and yeah. stick it in a notes app yeah, on the okay, computer. Yeah. yeah. But whiteboards, I mean, they you know I think I paid what, thirty pounds each for my whiteboards. Yeah. Pack no, of pens cost a fiver. Yeah, we're gonna have but, have one anyway, and I think we're gonna have Nick's Nick's flat, and my co-founder's flat, and we'll, we'll we'll probably record the videos there. But we're gonna okay. get a whiteboard, so yeah. But no, it's a good idea. Actually, like I like that you've got some nice notes on it and stuff. It, it must make it really in your face, doesn't it? You know, really. It does, yeah. And plus, whenever I bring the kids here, they always like to get the whiteboard pens out and <laughs> have a play, <laughs> yeah. and scribble on the walls. Ah, uh, cool. Make sure you buy the right pens as well. <laughs> <laughs> on, I've, I've done that at a company I was at before. I used the wrong pen on the board. I didn't want to we couldn't, no, we couldn't no, get it no, off. Yeah. No, so no. Ruined the whiteboard. I was really guilty. Oh, felt felt really guilty. Okay, so that kind of wraps up some of the productivity tips. Um, some of these might work for you. Some of them might not. You know, yeah, I think I everyone think, has different think, ways of working. Yeah, I think you have to try your own thing, and, and it's as much as not being distracted by other things that aren't non-productive things. You know, that's one of the tricky things. Distraction it? is a big part of it, either from other people or just you know, the internet and yeah. things going beep around you. Yeah, it's always always tricky, but yeah, just whatever works for you and whatever you enjoy, you know, and what tactics work for you, just just persevere with them. Okay, so let's uh, let's round out with some recommendations. Yeah, I'll start with um, there's a guy called Sam Sinek, and he did a, a I think it's the most watched TED Talk. Have you heard of it? Start with why? Have you ever heard of this um, TED Talk? I think I've read his book. He's got a book called Start with Why. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've not, I've not read the book, but apparently the the sort of the TED talk pretty much covers most mm. of the points that the book does. I think the, the book's probably quite, from what I understand, is quite repetitive. Right. And I think um, we had Phil Barley in from Theatre Digs and he mentioned, I think he mentioned this book about Start With Why. So I did check out the TED talk and I thought it was really useful actually about, mm. sometimes you have to have a reason why you do something, you know, why it matters to you and why it's important. You know, I think that's, that's, that's always useful to have the back of your mind. So I would check it out. Um, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, do, do, do check it out. I think you've, you've probably read the book, so you probably know more than I do. I don't think I've read the whole book. I think I might have, you know, that summary service. I was oh, blinking. Seen, yeah. I think I might have been, I've recommended it before, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on it again, but yeah. it's, it's a really good way of just getting an executive summary of a book, all the important points. Points, yeah, so perhaps you've seen it there. But so yeah, I, think, no. I think I've read it on that. But yeah, it's quite interesting, yeah. I would, would definitely check it out. It's, it's always, the motivation is not always the money and the fame, it's sometimes it's, you know what you believe in, you know, and why that matters. You know, so yeah. Simon Sinek's done quite a few interesting videos. He's obviously the start with why he's done one on um, was it using game theory in business? Oh, did I? Okay, which I yeah. think is quite interesting. And he did this other famous interview about millennials in the workplace. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah, uh, which was quite interesting. But yeah, okay, so that's start with why by Simon Sinek. It's, yeah, it's the it's the TED talk. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick the link in the in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, so my one then is, is another gadget. I love gadgets. <laughs> gadgets. You must have so many gadgets. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm terrible with these things. But um, Apple released another new version of their AirPods earbuds called the AirPods Pro. Okay, yeah. And I can show you them here. Let's have a look. Obviously, the, the listeners can't see these, but yeah. So it's basically a new set of earbuds, but they've got like, the rubber tip on, which you might know from normal earphones. Yeah, yeah. But what it does, it creates a better ceiling in your ear, but they've got um, active noise cancelling on them as well. Okay, yeah. Which... Uh, Works really, really well for a small set of earbuds. Okay, yeah. And 
you know, when I travel, I try to travel really, really light. So when I went to Sweden, I just went with one bag with a few clothes rolled up in the oh, bottom was of it. it, handy then? Was it so I didn't want to take a massive set of headphones with me. So I used these on the flight. I thought, right, now's a good time to test these on a plane. And they worked really, really well. I mean, not as good as a big set of over-here headphones, but, yeah. but well enough. Yeah, for the size, yeah, it must be nice. So I was quite excited when Apple released these because they basically addressed all of the criticisms that people had with them. Okay, yeah. yeah. With, with the original ones. So that's your recommendation is the... Yeah, it's the Apple AirPods Pro. Now, yeah. they are a bit expensive. They're about £250 or $250. Okay. But they're absolutely tiny, so they fit in that little change pocket on your jeans, you uh, get, okay. which, is, which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. If you're an Apple like iPhone user, they just pair instantly with an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to have to go for all that Bluetooth malarkey, malarkey that, yeah. that you have to do. They sound pretty good. Music sounds good on them. Podcasts sound excellent on them. Noise cancelling works very, very well. They've got this thing called transparency mode as well. So if you're walking around, but you need to be aware of your surroundings, it, it pipes kind of external audio in as well. So okay, you can, so you can still it, hear yeah. what's going on. Oh, that's good, yeah. And a lot of headphones do this, but it tends to sound like a phone call, that, that, that kind <laughs> of quality. Whereas this, the it sounds natural, but louder, which is really okay, good. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is, back in 2013, I think it was, Apple bought a company which makes iOS-compatible hearing aids. And I'm wondering whether that team has had any input into this product. Because I've never yeah. worn a hearing aid before, but I'd imagine what these sound like is probably what a hearing aid sounds like. It kind of sounds like the real world, very natural, but just louder. Uh, oh, perhaps it is, yeah. So yeah. I've actually no idea whether they were perhaps involved or not. Some, yeah, but perhaps it's some of that technology. I wouldn't be surprised. But if you travel a lot and you want good noise cancelling on something that's absolutely tiny, then yeah, I recommend the them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and with that, that's another episode in the can. Okay, so and we'll we'll see can. you on our next episode, which will be our Christmas episode. Okay, oh, brilliant. Okay, we'll see you. Should be excited. No idea what we're doing, but. No, we're going to work that one out. Okay, well, goodbye, everybody. And I'll... See you later.